constant through all the years, Ray. Been beyond the game. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You like that? You like that? That is a career ender, just like this show. You're already famous in Rochester, the Watch Out World. It's a faith-based sports radio program. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello to you. Welcome to the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson along with Zach Barletta. Sports talk without the trash talk. BTGprogram.com or at BTG program. We've arrived at the start of yet another football season. Yes. And as we do for the start of every season of major American sports, we'll give you our previews of the year ahead. And as I say nearly every time we do, Man, we are just speculating like everybody else. You are about to get our best guesses. But I'll also tell you this. Few guys pay as attention, or as much attention, I should say, to stats and follow those guys you and I never heard of as Zach does. And he may not be that name brand guy on those major sports network, but I tell you, I bet he knows as much as they do. And one of these years, I ought to keep track of how you handicap the leagues compared to those big guys on the big networks. I'd be interested to see. So let's go down. Let's start right here. Let's go down the divisions, and we'll give you the order that we think they're going to finish in. Then we'll give you our wild card winners, playoff teams, Super Bowl matchups, eventual champions. Let's get it going with the AFC. In the AFC East, Zach, I've got the Patriots, Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. What about you? Uh, I have almost the exact same. I just have the Bills and Jets finished. I have the Bills at second. Do you? I think the Bills will slip a little from last year's playoff team. I think it's possible. I think they'll slip in some areas, but I actually think the quarterback play will be better without Tyrod Taylor. So I think it kind of evens out. I think the Jets are getting a little too much hype. I don't think they're as good as people think. I would agree with that. In the AFC Central, I've got the Steelers, even without Le'Veon Bell, then the Bengals, Ravens, Browns. You mean the AFC North? Yep. <laughs> uh, I have Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Browns. Think the Browns will win any games? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to be improved. Yeah, um, but talent. boy, they're getting an awful lot of respect out there. Yeah. People making Super Bowl picks and they're all getting, kinds of playoff predictions, and I, I'm just not buying into that. They're getting that hard knocks hype. AFC South, Texans, Jaguars, Colts, and Titans. Almost the same. I have the Titans ahead of the Colts but otherwise the same. I've got the Jaguars as my one of my wild card teams, so, so I think I. both the Texans and Jags make it. AFC West, I've got Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. This is where we're finally going to differ a little bit. I have Chargers winning the division, Broncos in second as a wild card team, then the Chiefs, and then the Raiders in last. Wow, I haven't heard a lot of people giving the Broncos as much love as you are. I've got both the Chiefs and the Chargers making the playoffs. Chargers as a wild card team. I think the big difference here is I I think the Chiefs' defense has taken a big step back. They are playing a quarterback who's only got one game of NFL experience, and I think the Broncos still have that elite defense, and they have the better quarterback now. So I'd say don't sleep on the Broncos. All right, so my playoff teams, Patriots, Steelers, Texans, Chiefs, Jaguars, and Chargers. I got the Patriots representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. It's tough to pick against them. I have the Patriots, Steelers, Texans, Chargers as the league winners. Jaguars and Broncos as the wild card teams. 
And uh, I'm going to put the Chargers in the Super Bowl. All right. NFC East, Cowboys, maybe it's a, a homer pick because I love my Giants, but I have them as a wild card team. Eagles missing the playoffs and then the Redskins. Wow, that's pretty bold, picking the Eagles to miss the playoffs. It's tough to repeat. It's really tough. I have the Eagles winning the division again. I have your Giants in second, just like you do. Then the Redskins and the Cowboys in last place. I do not believe in them. Packers, Lions as a wild card team, Vikings and Bears. I have Vikings in first, Packers as a wild card team, then the Bears and the Lions in last place. The South, Falcons, Saints, Panthers, and Buccaneers. Almost the same. I've got Saints, Falcons, Falcons as a second wild card team, then Panthers, and then Buccaneers. NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers. Interesting. I got Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. Yeah, I, I, you know what? The Seahawks is tough. I can see them sneaking in as a wild card team. Mm-hmm. I can also see them finishing in last place. I have the Pat- Packers representing the NFC in the Super Bowl and beating the Patriots. See, I have the Eagles uh, appearing in the Super Bowl for the second year in a row, but I do think I might pick the Chargers to beat them. All right, there you have it. Those are our <clears throat> predictions for this year's NFC or NFL season. Hey, we've got a lot more to do, so don't go away. The Beyond the Game program with Benson and Barletta. We'll be right back. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hey, it's Zach. If you're a fan of Unsolved Mysteries, Mythical Monsters, Murder Whodunits, or just podcasts in general, check out my other show, The Myths and Mysteries Podcast. Every two weeks, my brother Spencer and I tell fascinating stories about topics like the Bermuda Triangle, JFK's assassination, chupacabras, serial killers, and more. You can find us by searching for Myths and Mysteries on iTunes or Google Play or on our website, mythsandmysteriespod.com. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Podcast. So go check out the Myths and Mysteries Podcast and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program, a sports talk radio program with a faith-based perspective. Recorded in Rochester, New York. You don't have to live here to hear the program. You can find the podcast at our website, btgprogram.com, or find it on iTunes or other podcast sources like Google Play. Each week it is downloaded in places all around the world. England and Ireland downloaded last week's show. Hope they enjoyed that. It's downloaded each week all across the United States in such places like Ashley, Pennsylvania, where last week's show was downloaded. Ashley, Pennsylvania, the birthplace of the late Russell Johnson, the professor on Gilligan's Island, to the fine-looking, highly intelligent, well-functioning people of Ashley, Pennsylvania. (laughs) We thank you for listening to the Beyond the Program. Wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you as well. Here's Zach with this week's shenanigans statements. 
All right. Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell is in the news as he is not reported to practice and will not play on Sunday. Truth or shenanigans, Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell will continue his holdout until week 10. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he will. It seems like he and his agents are preparing to dig in, and there's a lot of talk about wanting to uh, avoid the Steelers just running him into the ground. So they're going to mm-hmm. hold out for an extended time because they feel like the Steelers are just going to run him into the ground knowing he's not coming back next year anyway. Yeah, for those not familiar with the situation, Week 10 is the latest he could be out and still qualify to be a free agent after the season. Look, he's going to go into free agency and get his money. The best thing for him is to not have extra miles on his tires. So, yeah, I think he'll stay out until Week 10. Number two, as more teams experiment with the Tampa Bay Rays opener idea, we will see a team attempt it in this year's playoffs. What do you think about that, Zach? I do think so. Uh, This month, just within the last few weeks, we've seen a couple other teams throughout baseball use the Rays idea of using a relief pitcher for the first inning and then bring your starter in after that. And they've had mixed results, but I think if it continues to work, we'll see somebody try it in the playoffs. Yeah, I disagree with you. I say shenanigans on the statement. I, I think during the playoffs, teams are more conservative, not less. And they go with what's tried and true. I just I can't see a team wanting to risk having that strategy blow up in their face in the playoffs. To be honest, I was just basing my assumption on the fact that the Cubs will be in the playoffs and Joe Madden. I think we'll just give it a try. I'm interested to see next year if we do see more of that. And if during the free agency period you see teams sign a lot more relievers with that strategy in mind. That'll be interesting to watch this offseason. Absolutely. Number three, the Yankees need to move Gary Sanchez to first base. I'm going to say shenanigans to this too, Zach, at least not yet. Perhaps if injuries become something they continue to deal with with Sanchez, then yes. But, you know, it's not really like they have a lot of depth at catcher right now. And first base, it's a valuable position to get some at-bats for some other guys who can play there. And at the moment, Luke Voigt needs to be in the lineup. Look, I don't think Luke Voigt is a long-term solution, but here's the thing. Sanchez, the numbers that he puts up are ahead of the pack at catcher, but they're not ahead of the pack at first base. He's most valuable at catcher, in addition to the fact that he cuts down the opposing running games and running game in a way that Austin Romine can't do. So work with him on his defense all you want, but he needs to stay a catcher. That's it. That's this week's shenanigans statements. Come on back. We'll wait for you right here. I'm Benson. He's Barletti. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Here is your Red Hawks recap for this week, covering up through September 5th. The Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. After falling to Lemoyne in their season opener 2-0, the Roberts Wesleyan women's soccer team bounced back to beat Chestnut Hill College in their home opener last Saturday, four different Red Hawks scoring in the win. On Monday against the College of St. Rose, seemingly always a strong team, the Red Hawks got seven saves from junior goalkeeper Kelsey Brinkle on their way to a 0-0 draw after two overtime periods. On the men's side, freshman midfielder Dylan Ruiz opened his collegiate career with two goals to lead the Roberts Wesleyan men's soccer team to a 3-1 win over Malone University in their season opener. The first win in the opener for the Red Hawks since 2015. They followed that up with a tough road match against Walsh University on Saturday, coming up on the short end of a 3-1 margin. And finally, the Roberts Wesleyan women's volleyball team got off to a slow start over the weekend at the Quality Inn Crimson Hawk Invitational, hosted by Indiana University of Pennsylvania, falling in each of their four matches. 
Your chances to see the Red Hawks at home this week start tomorrow. That's Saturday, September 8th. The men's soccer team will host Stonehill College at 1 p.m. They'll be back in action at home on Wednesday the 12th against California University of Pennsylvania. Game time is 6 p.m. And then next Friday night, September 12th, the women's volleyball team will tip off at 7.30 against Franklin Pierce University at the Valar Athletic Center on the Roberts Wesleyan campus. Go on out and support the Red Hawks. And remember that you can stay up to date with all the news regarding Roberts Wesleyan Athletics, as well as finding scores, highlights, and more by visiting their website, robertsredhawks.com. And of course, you can always follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter, at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap, presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know an athlete whose participation in athletics is vital to their college choice? Then consider telling them about Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We field 17 varsity sports and offer the only NCAA D2 program in Greater Rochester. Our teams have won six conference titles and reached three NCAA national championship appearances. Help the athlete you know to take their game to the next level. Visit roberts.edu. Welcome back into our Rochester, New York studio. This is the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. Sports talk without the trash talk, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. A terrific story appeared in the USA Today on Wednesday from their baseball editor, Gabe Locks. The subject was Eric Kratz. He's the 38-year-old catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, a 29th round draft pick in 2002 by the Blue Jays out of Eastern Mennonite College. The career 214 hitter having probably his best season at the plate, well above his career mark, hitting at 255. He's been playing pro ball for 17 years, yet less than five of those years count towards big league service time. Over his career, he has played for 11 different major league teams, and get this, 30 minor league teams. As the July 31st and the August 31st baseball trade deadlines came and went, one would excuse Kratz if he were sort of waiting for the news, waiting by the phone. But this time it never came. Milwaukee was content to chase a playoff berth with a backstop duo of Kratz and Manny Pena. Kratz is quoted in the piece as saying, I'm not saying I play looking over my shoulder, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be a better catcher than me. That's fine. If they came August 31 and picked up the greatest catcher in Major League Baseball right now, what can I do? My favorite part of this story is when Locks described Kratz wanting to quit the game of baseball, wanting to quit and go home numerous times, including once when he was playing for Auburn, not far from here in Rochester, New York. He was playing for the Auburn, New York minor league affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. It was his 24th birthday, and he was sitting in an Applebee's with his bags packed, ready to go home. The Blue Jays had sent him to Auburn for the third year in a row, and Kratz had just had enough. He was ready to go home saying, quote, step up, be a husband, be home, not make $1,100 a month in a job where no matter how hard I work at it, they're not giving me an opportunity. But in God's timing, his father just happened to be on a business trip in the area not far away. While the younger Kratz was ready to jump in dad's car and just go home, dad decided they should go out for a bite to eat, which is how they ended up at the Applebee's in Auburn. The story goes that after his dad motivated him with encouragement, it would be his last time playing as low as single A again. But just three years later, despite being on the cusp of breaking triple A, 
he was again cut free and found himself once again looking for a new club as a minor league free agent. And it was the Pittsburgh Pirates who gave Kratz another chance. But he says when they did, they told him, we'll see you in spring training. And before we release you halfway through the year, we may want to see you pitch. Imagine being told that. During that 2010 season, he finally did hit the majors for nine games with the Pirates, but then he was eventually released during that offseason. And that's how it's pretty much gone for Kratz over the last eight years when he was part of 15 transactions in that time. Can you imagine how hard that must have been for his wife and children? He met his wife in college and says, though, that she has been every bit the backbone of the family. She was the one that each time he was in traded or he was signed would begin searching for a new place to live in the next city, arrange for shipping of all their belongings. Kratz says, quote, if I was a single guy playing, I 100 percent never would have made the big leagues. Being married together in this has helped me create the career I have. She has given me that confidence to be the player that I am and the person that I am. Things didn't necessarily get easier for Kratz. The article goes on. Though you get sort of used to the process, I suppose, of changing teams, the rejection, the hurt is still going to be there. Example being in 2013, when for the first time in his career, he made an opening day roster. And it wasn't just any roster. This was the Philadelphia Phillies, just 30 miles from his hometown of Lansdale, Pennsylvania. But come December, they traded him back to the Blue Jays organization. Halfway through the next season, Kratz was dealt to the Kansas City Royals, who would go on, by the way, to win the war or to go to the World Series anyway. The big deal there is that in the postseason, family gets to travel with the team. And despite not playing in that postseason, the family was together and the Royals would bring Kratz back the following season when they would not only return to the series, but would win it this time. Only Kratz, as luck would have it, would be injured early that season, and once he was healthy enough to play, the Royals had made a trade, and they designated him for assignment, though they did give him a championship ring. Former Royals teammate and current Brewers teammate Mike Moustakas says, quote, he's a phenomenal person, a great teammate, a great leader. It says a lot about him and his character and his family. They're sticking by his side no matter what. Maybe they will get another postseason experience this year. Even if they don't, he'll be with the club. He's guaranteed to be with the club through the end of the season. But next year, who knows? He's going to be 39 during that season, and the Brewers have some options behind the plate. Regardless of what happens, Kratz says, quote, your reputation is all that you're left with in the game. I'm going to be Eric Kratz way longer than I'm going to be a baseball player. What a great perspective. What a great example of perseverance. The Bible tells us how we can persevere when difficulty and temptation come. God's desire is that we would run the race of faith diligently, that we would run it fervently, as Kratz has done throughout his professional baseball career. There's an account in Exodus chapter 17 where Moses had to persevere, even though it had to be exhausting. You know the story where as long as he held his staff above his head, the Israelites would prevail in battle against the Amalekites. However, should Moses' strength wane and that staff dip below his head, well, then the Amalekites would suddenly be prevailing. Sometimes when you're struggling, you're battling, you get advice such as, just believe in yourself, 
just try harder, as if being told to keep on keeping on is somehow encouraging when facing a challenge. Perseverance, perhaps especially spiritual perseverance, is not found within ourselves. Matthew 26, verse 41 says, Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are weak, but Christ in us is strong. It is through him, not through our own human power, that we are able to stay strong in order to please him, in order to do his will. That's what's happening in that battle with the Amalekites. God was showing Israel that he was their strength. He was their hope for victory. We need his blessing and favor, or we have no hope of advancing the cause of the gospel or or even growing in our own personal faith. Perseverance is only possible by the strength which God supplies. There will be times when our strength will fail us, almost certainly. Simply digging deeper is is not going to get it done. We have a God, though, on our side whose strength is without limit. Sometimes though, we don't learn that lesson of trust all that easily. It doesn't come naturally for us to just lean on him. At time, God removes the things which we believed were those things which made us strong. And he does that so that we can see our weakness and experience his strength through those weaknesses. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 says, And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Sometimes he will use others to supply his strength. That's how it was for Moses when God provided others who would help hold up each of his hands. We need other believers who will be there to support us when we grow weak, in our times of need. There's no glory in trying to win a battle on our own when God has already sent us help. Isaiah 40, verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. And David says in Psalm seventy-three twenty-six, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. There will be times when we lack strength to continue on, just as Eric Kratz wanted to pack it in. But we need to trust God to be our strength. God will help us to persevere and do the good works which he has called us to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. He may supply others to help us, but one way or another, he will give us the strength we need. When feeling like giving in or or even giving up, God's strength will enable us to persevere. If you'd like prayer, please send us a note. All our contact information is there on our website, btgprogram.com. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game Program. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that 
everything. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family-owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support. Our time is running short for this week's show, so let's tell you what it is that we like this week. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. The Seattle Seahawks have announced that rookie linebacker Shaquem Griffin will start week one against the Denver Broncos. Griffin, who was drafted in the fifth round of the draft, will play alongside his brother Shaquille, who is a safety for the team. The pair also played together in college at the University of Central Florida. Shaquem Griffin was born with amniotic band syndrome, causing his fingers on his left hand not to fully develop. After finding him at just four years old attempting to self-amputate his fingers with a butcher's knife due to the pain, his parents immediately scheduled an amputation the next day. Shaquem has played multiple sports, including football, at a very high level. He'll now have the chance to continue doing so in the NFL and again on the same team with his brother as it was in college, despite just having one hand. Shaquem Griffin's refusal to let his disability hold him back is what I like this week. What I like this week is that on Thursday night, I was able to turn on the television and watch real, actual NFL football in a game that meant something. It's been a long time coming. I'm very glad to have football back, and that is what I liked this week. This has been the Beyond the Game program. Glad you could join us for this week's show. Please consider partnering with our team here at Beyond the Game, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ and biblical lessons from the world of sports to thousands of listeners through Sports Talk Radio each and every week. Your financial contributions to this radio ministry is what keeps us on the air. And if you have a business, please consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program. For more information or to make an online donation, visit our website, btgprogram.com. Lots of other stuff there as well. Additional information about the program, past broadcasts, and detailed information on how you can know Jesus Christ personally and begin a faith journey walking daily in the love of God. And check out the Myth and Mysteries podcast. Our producer, Zach Barletta, puts a ton of work in sharing with you some very interesting stories. It's available on iTunes and Google Play or visit their website, MythandMysteriesPod.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at this same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 